found happy. In the midst of all tearing me down, I continued to shine. The biggest threat, my mind. Nothing outside it realized it's all too weak to tilt my heavy crown. For a minute, my position was off. I realigned, new position, purpose redefined. Rolling with the new circle, your position got reassigned to history. Now my circle, tighter, updated roster for me, elated, is rider. We exchange good vibes, only is fire. Now tell the story right. We did not fall out. You fell off when my standards got higher. Hall of Fame, your jersey retired, honoring the good and back then. Symbol of times I won't see again. Running with you made me tired. Our run was real. But it just expired. My name is Dominique Trondo, and it's time to get fit, Las Vegas. First, you got to just work to the beat. Then, you got to put your hands on your knees. Then, you got to make your feet be flat. Then, you got to put an arch in your back. Not, 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 Las Vegas, not, Nevada. Not, 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 Welcome back to Get Fit Las Vegas. My name is Dominique Trondo, and I am so excited to be sharing space and time with you again today here. Same outfit, same hair, same energy. <laughs> I kept Dr. Jade in the studio. <laughs> I kept her in the studio. Listen, we had to do a part two because we got to talking off camera and she was dropping some jewels that I'm like, listen, we need this for the village. So I just want to let y'all know we are hopping right into part two with the amazing, amazing, amazing Dr. J. Hey, thank you for having me back. Thank you for staying. Oh my goodness. This is, so when we talk about direct primary care, right? This is what it's like. If I need more time, I get more time. That part. <laughs> I love it. So listen, if you don't know, please go watch the episode from last week. Talk, Dr. J talks all about her passion, who she is, what she does, get caught up. We are jumping into something that I think affects not only me, but so many women in our village. We are talking about hormones and how it affects our ability to live our best life, okay? Because that's what we're doing. We're living our best life, but we're doing it as the best version of ourselves. And Dr. J... My question is, how do hormones affect our weight loss journey? This is a great question. This is one of the questions I get so often now is, do I need my hormones checked? Mm. Are my hormones affecting my fatigue or are my hormones affecting my weight loss yeah. journey? So hormones is a big topic, but let's <laughs> let's dive into it. It's big, right? So, because we're not feeling good. Right. And sometimes it comes out of nowhere. It's unexpected. And we're thinking like literally something's wrong with us psychologically. Like sometimes we just don't even feel like ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you look in the primary care office and we talk about hormones, there mm -hmm. are certain hormones that should be screened routinely to make sure that they are not imbalanced or off that contributes to your health and wellness. I'll are get those, to those. Excuse, so are those a part of like your regular blood screenings? Specifically what I'm talking about right now is thyroid testing. So that typically is. Okay. All right. Your doctor, you should be getting that one checked annually as an adult. Okay. All right? At least annually, unless it's, you know, more frequently if it's off. But okay. If it's normal annually. Okay. So that is a standard hormone that we should check. The mm -hmm. thyroid gland in our neck it contributes to so many different aspects hey, of our metabolism. Hey, you guys say hi to our friends. Hi. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Win Las Vegas. Shout out to our friends out there. We loving on ourselves and living our best life. Y'all look cute. Y'all together? Y'all love each other? 
studio is a lot of fun because <laughs> you're here <laughs> so the thyroid gland the thyroid hormone should, is one of the components that should be checked that mm -hmm. is a high uh, a hormone that's important and regulates mm -hmm. different aspects of our metabolism okay mm -hmm. so that one should be screened routinely then you and typically have, is and it typically okay. is all right and now when you look at other hormones that may not be screened routinely it may not be recommended by guidelines to screen them routinely however they may be ran and these are insurance guidelines no, more so medical guidelines. Medical guidelines. Right, okay. medical guidelines. So medically, do we need to screen for this or not? Because a lot of times if we just run full panels of things, you may find a slight irregularity that may be your normal that we didn't need to find as abnormal, slightly okay. abnormal. And now we're chasing down a rabbit hole doing more tests or more imaging and it didn't there was nothing wrong in the first place. Okay. So that's why it's not recommended to just go places and say, I want all the hormones in my body checked. Okay. Okay. So we do. So I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. So outside <laughs> of that, a lot of it is symptom based. Okay? okay. So when this is, again, goes back to the point of where your doctor should know you and have time to really talk to you. So if my patient is saying, you know what, I've been so fatigued, I haven't been able to sleep, certain symptoms will trigger me to ask you about or to test for certain hormones. Okay. Really? So, you know, we may look at a vitamin D, we may look at a vitamin B12, we may look at, um, estrogen or progesterone or testosterone or uh, cortisol, depending on the symptoms. Now, quick question, because I, okay, I've had my, uh, when you talked about the vitamins and things like that, but I've never, I don't remember anybody ever talking to me about a hormone in my entire life when I talk about being tired. Is, do the vitamins, is that like a substitute for hormones or those things are separate and I just, it's never been brought up to me. So there's just lots of different medical causes that can contribute to you feeling tired, fatigue, sure. et cetera, right? And so some of that could be vitamin deficiency. Some of that could be hormonal related. Some of it could just be environmental, how you're sleeping sure. and how you're working out, what your stress levels have been. So a wellness-focused approach is going to look at all of those things mm -hmm. based on the symptoms you're having, your vitals, your physical exam, your medical mm -hmm. history, your family medical yes. history, right? So it's, it's not a blanket. This is why it's frustrating when people... Um, um, go to clinics that make money off of ordering these huge panels for people. Like, oh, let oh. me just give you hormone tests and then let me just give you all these vitamins. That's a cash industry that makes a lot of money off of people's vulnerabilities versus wow. going to a board certified physician that specializes in this, right? Mm -hmm. And where we're looking at the full picture and testing as needed for an mm -hmm. actual medical diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So it's different to just do a panel of testing versus actually running a test that's appropriate based on the experience. Yeah, it's and like the a symptoms. rabbit hole versus exactly. a targeted search. Exactly. Oh, so this goodness. should be targeted. I think if there's anything your <laughs> your um, listeners take away from this, we're a village. We're a community. Yeah, the village okay, okay anything that the village <laughs> takes away from okay. this is that um everything is personalized to mm -hmm. the individual in medicine if it's done right mm -hmm. there shouldn't be a clinic you go into and they say for every person that comes in we do all of these hormone testing wow okay if you're going to a place like that they're just making money off of that testing Ooh. that's just not how, how it's done one more time for the people in the back i mean you can you can give them the coins if you so desire but if you want to actually figure out what's going on there is a strategy to this and it's not one size fit all so when do you know that it's hormones okay 
So hormones affect different things, sure. right? So we're talking fatigue, we're talking sleep, we're talking anxiety, we're talking depression, we're talking uh, weight. So yes. different hormones contribute to different um, ailments or symptoms, mm-hmm. right? So if you're talking about weight-related hormones... Yes, let's talk about when hormones interfere with weight loss yes. and how do we know? Yes, so that also is not a blanket statement sure. because we're talking about are you a male or are you a woman? Look, are you, I'm a woman. Okay. Are you premenopausal or postmenopausal? I'm premenopausal. Okay. So you're a premenopausal woman. What stage of life? 30s. Okay. Uh, 30 to 50. I'm in my teens. Okay. Well, teens would be dinner, right? <laughs> but we'll say 30s to 50s. Okay? okay. I'd say most of my patients are busy professionals, 30s to 50s. Okay. All right. And we're women. I'll be there for the sake of this conversation. For the sake of this conversation, <laughs> right? And so if we're looking at how weight contributes, Mm -hmm. first of all, I'm going to do all of our um, standard annual primary care labs because many of those will let me know your metabolic health. So your hemoglobin A1C to know if is there there diabetes and insulin resistance Mm -hmm. contributing to your difficulty losing weight? Is it your thyroid? So we're doing the TSH and T4 to see if that's contributing. What are your cholesterol levels like? What is your blood pressure like? Do you have sleep apnea? Mm -hmm. So all of these things can contribute to difficulty losing weight before we even talk about other hormones, right? And then if you're postmenopausal, okay, is it just age-related? Um, difficulties losing weight because as we have less estrogen, our bodies will just hold on to more it's fat. Like hold on to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is our bodies naturally hold on to fat as we age. It's a frustrating really? thing. Yeah, it's our body's natural way to prevent starvation, although we're not starving. So it's like when we think, you know, it's like, dang, it's harder for me to lose weight than it was when my twenties and my thirties. Yes. That's it's just natural. Yes, okay. that is. That's natural physiology. Now how fast that happens is gonna vary person to person. But is, is it impossible? Do we get to an age where it's impossible to lose weight? No, but again, nothing's a one size fit all. Right? It depends on the person. Depends on the person and their genetics and mm-hmm. their background and what they're eating and their environment. Are mm-hmm. they in a food desert? I mean, there's so many things to this. That's why we talk up when we talk about weight and obesity, it's a multifactorial chronic disease. Sure. So there's so many different factors. There's a genetic component that that I call that the category we cannot change. There's the environmental component. That's when I'm doing my wellness plan, looking at what you're eating, how you're moving, how you're sleeping, et cetera. And then there's the hormonal component that Mm -hmm. we don't talk about as much. So there are hormones in the gut that studies have shown are lead to difficulties with losing weight, (gasps) GIP, GLP, and those feedback, these are just a couple of them, leptin, and these feedback onto our brain's hunger and satiety centers. So we all have a hunger center in our brain. And And we don't feel full. And the set point of that, you could think of it like a thermostat is different for every person. So you'll have one person that eats a burger and feels stuffed. You have another person that eats a burger and is like, I need three more. That's me. So it's different for every person. I need three more burgers. Okay. So everybody's hunger and satiety center in the brain is different. And the hormonal, um, the hormones that I just mentioned that work on our liver, which creates our glucose or our sugar, that feedback on our pancreas, which, you know, releases our insulin and all of that feeds back on our brain, which tells us our hunger and satiety. Right. So there is Whoa. a whole hormonal feedback loop. And the beautiful thing about the the most effective weight loss medications on the market right now, they are able to block some of those hormones. Okay. So in those scenarios where you and I get there's a process of elimination because you started off. I asked you about hormones and you took me to Arkansas and Canada and and back because you're like, listen, we're going to get some really good concierge medical service here and we're going to do process of elimination from start to finish. Hold up, This whole visit is an hour. okay? so we're going to figure it out. And if it did happen to be hormones, now we're going to introduce some medication like that's kind of the way that 
medical weight loss works is that you introduce medicine to help with the weight loss. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So basically I'm first screening for medical reasons associated with difficulty losing weight that you could address hypothyroidism, anemia. Yes, exactly. So we look at that first because if you have hypothyroidism, then we need to treat that with thyroid medication, not with weight loss medication. Okay. So we screen for those first. Um, and then we discuss what your wellness has been looking like. Are you moving? How much are you eating? Are there simple things we can adjust within your day to day Mm -hmm. that are within your control? And in addition to that, are you a good candidate for weight loss medications? And do you have any contraindications that would make you a poor candidate for weight loss? What if I just walked in and said, look, I'm trying to get this weight off and I need it now. Are you going to give me medication? So in my practice, which is why we're different from a weight loss clinic, Mm -hmm. if you go to a weight loss clinic, you show them the dollars, they'll give you the pill they send you on your way. (laughs) All right. Versus in my practice, we're a primary care Mm -hmm. practice that assists with weight loss, which is totally different. So you're establishing care with me as your primary care physician. So yes, I'm doing the screenings first. I'm not just giving people weight loss medication. Yeah. And taking the money. That's not what I do. Right. That's not what I'm trained to do. And it's not what's effective. Right. You ain't about that life. No. And it's do no harm. And, Mm -hmm. And so I have to know that it's safe for you. You know, certain medications, certain medication classes can increase your cardiovascular risk, Mm -hmm. can increase your stroke and heart attack risk. So I'm not just giving these to people. So it can be dangerous. Depends on the medication. So that specific medication Mm -hmm. I was talking about there would be fentramine, something like that. I use that very rarely in my practice. Mm -hmm. But some of the newer, most effective weight loss medications have very low side effect profiles, nausea, for example. And so those are going to be very readily used because most people do really, really well with them. And you're going gonna to find the one that works. You're not, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Absolutely. And you're going to do the process of elimination. Do you couple physical exercise with any of this? Like, how important is going to the gym? You know, I'm a certified personal trainer. You know, I love the gym. We see people have amazing transformations all day long, the natural way. Not a quick fix, right? These people right. are committed to a lifestyle change that includes, that includes their nutrition and, and everything like that. Um So if they're coming to you and you're medically assisting them with losing weight, do you also encourage them to still stay active? Not only encourage, it is a soft requirement, right? (laughs) It's a soft requirement. Yes. So we're pairing the wellness plan with the weight loss, with the medication. Why is that important? Well, because the medication can help you get the weight off. It will not help you keep the weight off. And the foundation, I let everybody know that the foundation are the habits. Oh, my goodness. The foundation are the habits. Listen, Dr. J, if I wanted to sign up with you and get my concierge medical service, (laughs) how do I do that? Like, how do we even start this process? Yes, it's simple. It's just through my website, inspireprimarycare.com. We spell inspire without the I in the front. Mm-hmm. So inspireprimarycare.com, there's an enroll button shaped like the Las Vegas sign. You click Ooh. that. Yeah, you click it. It takes you through the steps to join the practice. And then I'm just a text message away. Fantastic. Well, what did we learn again from Dr. J? Part two. Um, you know, goodness, the first thing that stuck out to me is that I am loved. Sometimes we're not um, telling ourselves enough how loved we are. There are people in this world who are good and who are doing great work and they're doing great work in the valley on making sure that we have options to feel better, right? We don't have to feel bad. We can feel better. And sometimes that requires reaching out and increasing our village. And sometimes when we do that, We have to make sure we're intentional about building our village the right way. And I'm so grateful for people in Las Vegas like Dr. Jade, who is 
the only woman of color, only person of color providing concierge medical service. Um, and I am seriously looking into joining this practice because I just feel like in this area of my life, I could be loved on a little more. And if you feel like you could be loved on a little more, you can join me. She gave you the information to look it up. Listen, I, at the end of the day, aren't invested in what decision you make other than the one to live a better life. Always remember, I love you. You better love you too.